0: Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one. This one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbrey is a no-nonsense. Well, maybe a little bit of nonsense. Political activist. Local government watchdog. And all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is
1: this guy for real?
0: Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real life common sense. This This is 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 Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me for another episode of Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbury. I am your host, Christopher H. Bilbury. This is the 48th episode of this audio podcast. Thank you for joining me. You're listening on one of your favorite podcast hosting sites or at the home link of perception.fireside.fm. I want to ask you now to please... Share this episode with everyone you know on social media. Simply just type in, Hey, have you heard the audio podcast, Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbury Bring people to the platform so that we can continue to grow the audience. Today we have another special candidate interview episode specifically for the voters of the city of Muncie. However, These questions are beneficial to others outside of the city of Muncie so that when you are engaging your officials, you will know what types of questions to ask and what kind of answers to listen for. And this plays a role for everyone, whether you're inside the city of Muncie and you'll be voting on these candidates, or if you're outside the city of Muncie, or even outside the state of Indiana, this episode will provide insight that will help citizens who are attempting to better their local government through citizen involvement. I'm very proud of Perception is Reality and this episode because this will be an exclusive first-time look at the candidates running for the office of city clerk... For the city of Muncie, for the first time this election season, you will be able, as voters, to hear questions and answers of these candidates running for this office. Because, up until now, for some unknown reason, neither one of these candidates have been asked to participate in any of the other candidate forums throughout the city of Muncie, which really doesn't make sense to me because the city clerk is a city-wide position. That means voters throughout all precincts, all districts, and city-wide will be casting votes for either one of these two candidates. Without further ado, tonight's episode will be looking at Democrat incumbent... Melissa Peckinpah, who has been in the city clerk's office... For one full term, four years, and is asking for your vote for re-election. And we will then be talking with her Republican challenger Belinda Munson, who's also asking for your vote during this general election season. We will go first to Democrat incumbent Melissa Paul, who joins us on the phone. Melissa, it's good to be with you. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for joining us. So this will be the first 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 time to take a look at you or your opponent in a long-form question-and-answer discussion during this election season. And I know that there are many voters in the city of Muncie who are looking forward to hearing from you guys. So we'll go ahead and jump right into it. Okay. Why are you the best choice for the voters of Muncie for re-election to the clerk's office?
2: We've came a long way in the four years that I've been in office. When I took office, we were still using typewriters. People are surprised when I say that, but it really was technologically just outdated. So when I came in, I immediately was very surprised, thrown off by that fact, but we upgraded that stuff. We got label printers, and then within a year, we switched to a completely paperless court system. And that has allowed us to save money, save time. It's easier for defendants to all you have to do is get online. Before you had to go to Docs Pop or you had to call us. Now you can go to my case. You can look your stuff up. You can pay your ticket right there online. You can pay your court costs, your court fines online. I'm really proud of all that that we've done. Aside from that, I think it's important with the political climate that we're in right now that we have someone that's ready to hit the ground running. I don't need to be trained. I know what I'm doing, and I know how to get the job done. I've been getting it done. I think that's an obvious choice for why I should be the clerk. I ran my office. I I feel like with dignity and the fact that I've managed to say above the corruption talk, I passed State Board of Accounts this year with zero comments, zero. That means they had nothing to say about how we kept our books. We balanced to the penny. We actually tried to get a copy of something that would say that, and when we emailed State Board of Accounts, they were like, look, there's nothing to even say. You guys had nothing. You had no corrections, no errors. So you, I mean, that's all we can say is you had zero comments. So if you go through and you look through the report that the state board of accounts gave to the city, you won't even see us in there because we had nothing. So I'm proud of that. I'm really proud of that. And that's not just me. That's my chief deputy. That's my whole team. We come in, we work hard every day, we treat people the way they want to be treated, and we we keep stuff updated.
0: Very good. Let me ask you about the State Board of Accounts. Are those audits something they perform on your office every year?
2: Yes, so a couple years ago before I took office, there was an issue with an employee. So they started checking it every year then, but they do come in and check the city every year. So it's, it's not just our office, they do the whole city. The State Board of Accounts comes and sets up office in City Hall. So we get to know them really well, and they come in and check through all the stuff we do. Interesting. Thankfully. I'm glad they do. All
0: right, good. Moving on. As you kind of mentioned there a little bit, you brought up corruption and being above that. And I feel like corruption has been kind of a buzzword or rhetoric that almost everyone has used during this election season. And it's honestly something that's been talked about in the city of Muncie for years and years and years. However, another word that has been talked about quite a lot in conjunction with that is the transparency word, or the need for transparency. I would like to ask you to name something that you have done or ways in which you have spearheaded transparency in your office, or ways that you might further transparency in your office if reelected for another term.
2: So when I took office in 2016, I will say the main complaint, the one thing that people said, man, I'd really like you to get this done is getting city council minutes up in a timely manner now we do have to wait till they're approved in a meeting for obvious reasons but my goal was the minute they're approved the only people that have to sign them are myself and the council president we get them online the next day so that was the first thing we did and that was a big thing you know they were months behind on minutes when i took office the next thing we did within the year we got the agendas posted online and what that does is if you're going to a council meeting you want to know what you're going for so to me, it was important for the public to know what we're discussing that month. Of course, we do have to publish things in the paper, but not everybody reads the paper. So that was important to me to get those agendas up, which we did at the beginning of 2017. And then recently with the WSP and Firebase DMS, people have gotten really involved and I love it. I mean, it's it's like people are finally taking notice of these things that are happening and they need to. I mean, that's that's we're elected to serve them. We're not elected to serve ourselves and to go in and do whatever we want. I'm glad that people are getting involved. And one thing that was brought up to me was, you know, I'd like to know exactly what's being voted on. So not just the agenda that tells what this ordinance is, because let's be honest, some of the, the wording for ordinances is tricky and you don't necessarily know what they're talking about. So one thing that was important to me, and we've recently done it, is we got the, the packets up that are provided to council members before every council meeting. So what that does is people can go online, they can click on packets, and they can see exactly what the agenda is, and they can see exactly what each one of those ordinances is. They can read right through it to the very end and see what it is. It's been an evolving job for me. I, I will say I kind of feel like I lived in anonymity. No one ever contacted the clerk's office for anything. Occasionally, people will come by for records, but recently, people people want the knowledge. They want to know what's going on. They're educating themselves, and I'm so glad for it. So that's what I can do for them. I can I can put this stuff up. I've been posting it on my campaign page, but I think um, if I win re-election, I thought about having a clerk Facebook page, but I think it would be easier, more of a one-stop shop, if I collaborated with whomever the next mayor is that runs the actual City of Muncie Facebook page, and they could post that because, let's face it, they already have 10,000 followers. So I think it would be easier for them to post whatever I've posted on my clerks page and that'd be a simple fix for us to just send it to them because it's already posted on the website but not everybody goes to the website so it's it's been an evolving process but I feel like we're really getting to the point where we're getting this information out to the public with the path of least resistance which is what we want to do we're also hoping that when the new mayor takes office. I know we don't have a lot of money in our budget, obviously. I think you were at the budget meeting. <laughs> but I think that something that would be a great idea for us to look into is following the example of like the city of Westfield, the city of Bloomington, they have these portals on their websites where it's not just, you know, I provide my information. You can go find the agendas, you can find the minutes, you can find the packets. But they also provide paving schedules. They provide crime maps. They provide all kinds of things that we're not currently providing. And yes, it would take some money and manpower, but I think that is something that the citizens of Muncie would like to see. And while I don't run the webpage that falls into the executive branch of the city, I really think that I could help them with this.
0: Very good, very good. And to clarify something really quick that I don't think a lot of people know, and just to make sure we're on the same page, the city clerk does not run the Facebook page for the city of Muncie nor does it run the city website.
2: We do not. Actually, to even have things posted on the website, we have to send an email that is approved by me from my office, and IT has to manually put it on. We have no access to the website. We send what we want put on, and then our uh, IT department puts it on. Okay. Very yes, good. we do not run either one
0: of those things. Okay, very good. Thank you for that. So looking forward, you kind of talked about it back there some, but what are other steps or other things or other ways that you or your office will do if you're reelected to improve the functionality of the office and to improve what citizens get? from the services that the clerk's office provides
2: well for starters like I said I think that instead of it being my department type deal on social media I think if we I think the city of Muncie needs to be a one-stop shop I think the city of Muncie Facebook page needs to work with our office and post the things that we give them because I think that they have a much larger following than if I started a new clerk Facebook page. Why move to a different spot when you can go to the City of Muncie Facebook page and look at what they're offering? So that's one thing that would be fairly simple. It would be zero dollars that we could easily do. Something else that I would really like to do next year is, I don't know if you're familiar with the equipment that we use to record city council meetings we still use cassette tape. That sounds crazy, and it is. The past couple years, I've just been told we don't really have the money in the budget, which I understand we don't. Something that I've thought about doing, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the clerk perpetuation fund. It's our money, it doesn't come out of the general fund. It's taken from our document storage fees, which is part of our court costs, and it's also taken from if you pay a ticket or a court fine late, you get charged a $25 fee, and when we charge that, it goes into our clerk perpetuation fund. I would like to dip into that because, I mean, honestly, we never use it. The only thing that I can think of we've used it for is overtime, and that was when we were converting to completely paperless, so we don't use it. But I would like to update our equipment that we use for city council meetings. I think it would make it a lot easier, a lot more efficient for the council secretary, because right now she records on multiple cassette tapes, and she has to listen to them on an old tape player with headphones. <laughs> and I just feel like it's it's gonna be twenty twenty. Like we can do better than that. And I think once we improve that technology for our office, it's it's only gonna make it easier for the public. So that is one thing I would like to do. And like I said, I wouldn't have to go through the general fund. I would use the clerk's money. We can only use that money for the maintaining of public record, which is what this would be.
0: Sure.
2: So that's kind of an idea I have. And like I said, I'd like to work with whoever the new mayor is, look into cities that have these web pages that are just one-stop shops for information that people want and people need, especially like the paving schedule was crazy to me. Like, can you imagine how many people would like to know what the paving schedule is? Yeah. I mean, that is, that is something that would exponentially make everyone's job easier because I'm sure they feel calls for that all the time. If they have something right there online to look at it, again, that's not my office. So I really don't get to say so, but it's something I would like to talk with the new mayor about.
0: Sure. Okay. Very good. Well, thank you very much for that answer. Moving on, you talked a little bit about one of your deputy clerks being the council secretary. Talk a little bit, if you would, about the clerk's office roles, responsibilities, and duties to the council during council meetings and the preparation that goes into all of that with the council packets and how the clerk's office serves the public in those roles in assisting the council during council meetings and in the lead up to council meetings.
2: The clerk's office employs the council secretary, which is currently Lacey Reagan. She does an amazing job. When people turn in ordinances or resolutions into my office, they have to be filed by a certain date, certain time. Once they are filed, they're signed by a council member, they're signed by a city attorney, and that is when we file stamp them and they're public record at that point. You can come in and you can request anything anyone's turned in. So what we do is at those cutoffs, when the filing deadline happens, we put these packets together with these ordinances and these resolutions. She also puts the minutes in. We not only make hard copies for council members that we put in their mailbox, we also send them to their Dropbox and emails. We tell them what's going to be on the meeting agenda. Now we don't decide what it's going to be, but we are who tell them, hey, you've got this coming up or "You know, this, is, this, is, this ordinance is on here. We publicize for it for alley vacations, things like that, things that require public hearings. We do all the publicizing for it which means we send it into the star press and we also post it in the building. They run the meetings, but we get them the information they need to run the meetings. So we, we have a pretty good relationship with most of them. I feel like they know that we're here to do our job and that we know what we're doing. I've had multiple department heads and council members alike. Tell me how wonderful Lacey is at her job. And I, I truly, truly agree with that. She, she puts in hours that, that no one else in the office puts in, honestly. Um, She comes in, gets the meetings ready. She stays after, gets that stuff done. She gets the minutes done in a timely manner. I'll tell you, this last meeting, it took three tapes on either side. And the meeting before that, I think... I think the actual minutes were 32 pages so she really I mean she really puts a lot of time into this I'm pretty proud of her and the work we've done
0: with council very good moving on I've noticed in a lot of council meetings it's not just Lacey there that you are sitting there beside her is that something that is required is that something that all clerks do is that something that just you do What's going on there?
2: I don't know that it happened with the clerk before me, but I feel like if my employee is their secretary, I feel like I should be there too. In my time as clerk, I've missed three meetings. Two, I was on maternity leave and my baby was in the NICU. And once was my first year in office, and I went to Disney World. But other than that, I don't miss meetings. Like, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone noticed I was kind of sick last meeting. Rain shine, sick, tired, I'm there. I just think it's important, if you're elected to a position, it's important that people see you take it seriously
0: and that you show up. Absolutely, I very, very much agree with that. Okay, moving on. Besides being the council secretary... I feel like everybody has an understanding or at least they think they have an understanding of what the mayor does or what the council does or what the city court judge does. But what are other just day to day activities that your office, the city clerk's office, is responsible for and what are activities that happen in your office just on normal days when you're not in the council meetings when you're serving the public?
2: Well, I will tell you, including myself, I have seven employees, five of them, not including me or Lacey, focus solely on court. So the majority of our job is clerking for the city court. We last year took in just over 8,000 traffic infractions. We had like 260 or 240 ordinances, and then we had roughly 2,600 misdemeanors and we're a part-time court. So that should tell you how many we get. So the majority of our day-to-day work is court. We have court Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays. What I do, aside from council stuff with Lacey, I issue warrants. I actually don't sit in my office. I sit at the front window and I help people as they come in. Again, I think it's important for me to be visible. Um, A lot of times I feel like you have elected officials that kind of disappear in their offices and only come out for events, and, and that's not how I operate. I get out there and I help my staff, but we're, I mean, we are mostly busy with court stuff. We also do things like tort claims. We do maintain records. We take in bids for certain projects, but the majority of our work is the court. Any given day, we'll have hundreds of payments, and that's essentially what we do. So when people talk about, you know, all the work that we do for council, which we do do a lot for council, it's important for me to say that the city court is, The majority of our workload, I've seen some misinformation that says we manage the city assets. We do not. We have nothing to do with the city financials. We have nothing to do with their assets. The only money we take in are court fines, court costs, infractions, ordinances, restitution and bonds. That's it. We don't take any city money in. It's frustrating for me sometimes because we do do a lot. We do work a lot, but we we don't do all that. And so I I need to make sure that people know that there is a separate appointed position for that. And that's the controller, as you know, that works under the mayor. But yeah, most of our job is court. I, I mean, the majority of it, We like I said, we maintain the records, we do do the city council stuff. Lacey and I focus on that, but the majority of my office focuses on the court workload.
0: I feel like at some point, schools got away from teaching civics and people stopped paying attention in social studies classes or something. I, I don't really know what's happened. And that's why this show, Perception is Reality is so important and what I do is trying to teach people everywhere the importance of getting involved and being active and knowing what's going on in their government. You know there are breakdowns of the powers on the national level at the state level and at city levels and so it's important that people understand that. I know there's been some confusion over you being a city clerk or a city clerk treasurer. You want to talk about that for a second?
2: Right. Well, and there are clerk treasurers. Yes. But we're a second-class city and we are not a clerk treasurer. Yes, so right. um, it's it was just important to me that people understand that.
0: Right. Very good. Well, thank you for making that clarification for the people out there so they can better understand what your office is. All right. Moving on Being the city clerk, you take care, like you said, of the city court, which handles misdemeanors and other smaller issues. But there is also an elected county clerk that is in Delaware County that's in the county building. And you do from time to time work with them, maybe not closely, but you do have some similarities or working with the courts transferring cases and so on and so forth. You also work with the county sheriff's department who would issue tickets through the city court or with the Delaware County Prosecutor's Office. So you are one city office that does work quite closely with county offices Can you talk about that for a moment?
2: So with the county clerk, we don't really have a whole lot to do with them unless we are transferring cases. Um, They mostly function on their own and we mostly function on our own. Rick Spangler is a nice guy. Uh, I think he's doing a great job in his office. I mean, we just don't really interact unless it's like a transfer of cases. The prosecutor we work with every day, all day. Eric Hoffman and I have a great relationship. I have a great relationship with Joe Orrick and Diane Fry, which are the deputy prosecutors that practice in my office. They offer a deferral program for traffic infraction, so that's something that we've collaborated with them on a lot. We do work hand-in-hand with them on that, and obviously they file their cases in our court. We are always talking to them. I have a great working relationship with them. I think that's important, especially in the political climate today, to have a good relationship with these county offices because people don't have a lot of faith in government, it seems like. So I think if they can see you out there working with people, No matter what your political affiliation is, how you feel about them, if they see you out there doing your job and doing it right with them, I think that gives them confidence.
0: Okay, very good. Well, we have just one last question here for you, but before we get to that, I want to ask you, we have just a few more weeks of this campaign, but if somebody wants to reach out to you, ask you any questions about anything we've discussed here, or wants to talk to you about something different, how can people get a hold of you? Where can people find you at?
2: I was foolish and put my cell phone, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I did not get any prank calls or text messages. I put my cell phone number on my page. That's how committed I am. To helping people understand what's going on. I'm trying to do anything possible so that they understand what my office does and what we're trying to do. So if they'd like, they can call my cell phone number. It's 702-7786. I prefer text messages though because I don't always answer on numbers. They can also email me at paul 83 at gmail. They can find my Facebook page, Melissa Paul, Muncie City Clerk. Or they can find my personal Facebook page if it's something they really want to address me on and they don't feel comfortable messaging my Facebook page they can find me personally on Facebook or they can come to my office like I said I don't typically sit in my office I am usually out front at the window I'm, I'm here for you whatever you want I'm here I I'm here to answer questions I think that's been one of the biggest things in this election is that people have questions and they don't understand how things operate and I don't know everything But I know how my office runs. and I know what we need to do. So if they have questions about something like that, ask me. And if I don't know the answer, I'll find someone that does. And if it's something they think that doesn't pertain to my office, you can ask my employees. I've been known to chase somebody down in a different building. I'm I'm not above it. I will help you find your answer. I feel like that's what I'm elected to do. And if that helps people have confidence in me, so be it, you know, I'll do I'll do whatever they need me to do.
0: Absolutely. Very good. Well, just the last question, you kind of talked about some of the stuff there, but just final thoughts, anything that you want the people to know before they go to the polls and vote?
2: I have been here for four years. I've done my job. I've tried to do it with grace and dignity. I try to treat everyone the way I want to be treated, and I try to do my job in a way that it makes people proud that they voted for me. I I plan on continuing that. If you have any questions, concerns, criticisms, I'm open to it. You know, call me, message me. Um, We'll talk about it. If you have some ideas on how I can do things better, I'd love to hear them. Um, I'm open to it. You know. That's how the packets happened. People were like, you know, I'd really like to see those packets. And I thought, well, that's not that hard. I can get those online for you. And we did. So I'm listening to you. I want to hear what you have to say. I plan on continuing that for four years. There's a reason you don't read about me doing things that are illegal or bad, because I just come to work. I do my job. I go home. I feel like that's what you need to ask of people. You need for people to come in, do their job, be happy to do their job, thankful that they're doing their job. And that's that's what I try to do. That's how I try to live my life anyway.
0: Okay, very good, very good. And thank you for your answers. We've been talking with Democrat incumbent Melissa Peckenpa, who's running for reelection of her current office in the Muncie City Clerk's Office. I want to thank you for coming on and I want to offer you the opportunity that I offer everyone else. You are always welcome on the show if you have anything to say or anything to add. And I want to say thank you for your time and I'll be looking forward to talking to you on election night to see how this all turns out. Thank you for having me. No no problem. Thank we you. will talk with you uh, on the, the backside of all this. Alright, thanks Chris. Thank you. Okay folks, well that's been Melissa Paul, Democrat candidate running for re-election of Muncie City clerk. We are getting ready to get her opponent, Republican challenger Belinda Munson on the phone. We're going to take a quick break and come back with Republican candidate Belinda Munson. You're listening to Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilberry We'll be right back.
2: If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? Would you notice an eight-year-old girl who's not excited for summer
0: break because she may not having lunch again until september or a war veteran who's Seven, having a hard time landing, landing a job and getting back on his feet
2: i am the one in eight americans who struggle with hunger i, I am hunger, hunger in america. america hunger can be hard to recognize learn why at iamhungerinamerica.org brought to you by feeding america and the ad council
0: perception perception, perception is, is. Reality. Reality. All right, folks. Well, we are back for the second half of episode 48. This exclusive look at the candidates running for the office of Muncie city clerk. In the first half of the show, we heard from Democrat incumbent Melissa Peckinpah. And now, getting ready to join us on the phone, is Republican challenger Belinda Munson. Thank you for joining us.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: You were uncontested in the primary, so this is actually our first time interviewing, so I want to say thank you to you for coming on and interviewing with me and letting the listeners hear where you stand on these questions. So we'll just go ahead and jump right into it. Why do you say that you're the best candidate for voters to pick when they vote for the clerk of the city of Muncie?
1: Well, I am uh, campaigning really hard for one thing. I'm, I'm out every day. Honestly, I, I'm always uh, attending meetings. I Walking neighborhoods, I'm constantly doing things for my campaign, and I'm I am mean, very qualified. I'm very educated. I uh, have taken a break from being involved in the community, and I just felt like now was a good time for me to step forward and use my skill set for the community, and and hopefully, what's best for the community. Um, you know, I uh, have a master's degree in public service. I've got an undergraduate degree in uh, social work. I was a licensed social worker for a period of time, and um, I've actually four credits shy of a master's in political science. But um, regardless from that, I just think I work really hard. As uh, hard as I'm working on my campaign, I think I'll work just as hard in the office.
0: Very good. Very good. Thank you for that answer. So moving on, let me ask you something that has been facing the city government throughout this election and for the last several years several several years in the city of Muncie has been the talk of corruption and because of that corruption we've had a lot of candidates talking about the word transparency and the need for transparency so tell us some things that you would do and some experience or what you would bring to the office some ideas that you would have in order to increase the transparency within the clerk's office and to make the service better for the citizens that you serve?
1: Well, well one of the first things I would do is I would create a separate Facebook page just for the city clerk's office, kind of like how the county clerk, Rick Spangler, did. Um yeah I have a campaign page, but that doesn't need to that can stay a campaign page in case I decide to run for something later sure but and of course transparency is the is the buzzword everybody's using that and that's <laughs> whatever that's what the citizens want you hear it from yeah. people that you're that when I'm walking neighborhoods they they want to know what's going on they don't feel like they get enough information and I understand that you can go to the clerk's office and get any of the information that you want. One of the things that I've said and i've and I probably have you've probably seen it written on my campaign information is to provide that information electronically. And I have a a little bit of an IT background. I'm not an expert by all means, but I was an office manager for an IT company. And while I was in the office, I learned how to do websites. So one of the things I also want to look at is what are they using um, for their website? And if it's like, if it's WordPress, I know that I can do the updates myself. I don't have to send it to the IT department. I could actually post those myself. But um and looking at the actual uh, city clerk's website and the, the city council's website, the minutes are up. Um the agendas are now being posted uh before the meetings. And this wasn't happening before uh, the primary. The the ordinances needed to be updated. And so that's something that needs to be done. They're not current. And um so as far as transparency just being able to provide that information um in a timely fashion or you know some information can be provided prior to something else that i've heard since this last city council meeting is you know the budget they why couldn't we see this beforehand and you know they Provide this budget then nobody gets to look at and and i don 't know honestly you know what the rules are about that. These are things that i 'm going to have to learn, but if there 's a, a way to provide that prior to the meetings i 'd love to be able to do that for the community. That room was packed uh, absolutely you, you were there, we were both there, so i mean it 's hard for c- citizens to get to some of these meetings. some people, because of work schedules can 't make it or family you know a lot of times um Watching it live on Facebook is uh, your only option, but it'd still be nice to be able to have some of that information or be able to find that information prior to the meetings and then not have to spend so much time asking these questions.
0: Right. Okay, very good. Thank you for that answer. Moving on to the next question, besides transparency, besides what everyone has been hanging their hat on throughout this entire campaign give me an example of something else that you would make a change to inside the clerk's office in order to better improve the service that folks are receiving from the clerk's office currently and something that you would do to improve the functionality of the clerk's office moving forward from 2020 and beyond
1: well i think i kind of covered some of that in the last sure question um you know just providing the information Early, one of the things I've heard from talking to different people is like the the council packets. uh, Some some of the members get them a little sooner than some of the others. Um, So you know, I'd like everybody to receive the information at the same time so they have the same amount of time to review the materials. Um, But um, I feel like I kind of answered some of that stuff already.
0: Absolutely, yeah, no problem. Okay, great. So moving on from there to the next question, if you would give us some insight as to what your thoughts are on what the day-to-day activities of the clerk's office is. What will you be doing besides the council secretary and besides what we see in a public aspect? What are the day-to-day duties and responsibilities of the clerk and the clerk's office?
1: Okay, well, I mean, it's a lot of clerical and administrative work. I mean, we don't, obviously, the office doesn't, to make policy or anything like that. And um, I think that a lot of citizens, it's kind of hard to know the difference between the city clerk and the county clerk's office. There's, you know, the marriage licenses go through the county clerk's, just little things like that. But, um, you know, the city clerk um, obviously works with city council taking the minutes and preparing the packets and the agendas. And um, some of the other things that they do, if there's like annual bids for the um, Board of Works parks board and sanitary board they, they they accept and file those bid contracts um the uh <clears throat> parking violations that uh, come through they uh it provide um, <laughs> sorry. um yeah, it's, that's like the focus of the city sure. council but they also um receive payments for parking violations issue receipts um, Interproper information on the tickets, so you're kind of working with the prosecutor's office as well uh, you collect the parking violation citations uh, in the records office, record plate number on tickets i mean i'm honestly i'm just this is information Absolutely. i've been told from the job description sure. now there's gonna there's gonna be a learning curve you know this is a, my first this will be my first time in that position, so there's going to be a learning curve, but I'm not uh afraid to step up and i'm pretty adaptable uh, if you actually have glanced at my resume i could send you my resume um i've had various positions i've always been able to adapt learn and perform um i mean i've spent most of my life working in healthcare. so uh i transitioned into office management to help the family business out and then took a part-time job in it just to make a little extra money so like i said I'm, i'm pretty good at learning things but the uh you know they they prepare bank deposits um yeah uh, from you know the collections of the the ticket fees, sure these are these are the things that I'm told. Absolutely. I, you know I haven't been in the office, so I'm just kind of reciting what I've been told. Yeah,
0: no problem, very good. Okay, so moving on from there, if you would talk a little bit about the clerk's responsibilities and the relationships that you will have to have and develop with county officials right now kind of the tensions are high between city and county officials but the city clerk will have to work with for example the county sheriff's department when they write citations through the city court you'll have to deal with the delaware county prosecutor's office and from time to time the county clerk's office so talk a little bit about that if you would
1: well i know the prosecutor um, so i mean like I don't think I'll have any problem interacting with that office. I, I know a few people that work in there currently. Um, I've talked to some of the judges already just to let them know that I'm ready to step up and, uh, you know, work in conjunction with them and whatever capacity they feel needs to, you know, improve. I mean, that's one of the, one of my things is I, I need to know how I can best serve you. Sure. So I I've talked to various people in, in different positions. Um, and the uh, county clerk Rick is a—he's uh, somebody that I know pretty well. So I mean, we've already kind of sat down and discussed some things that we could do to improve things between the offices. And he was uh, actually the first Republican county clerk in 12 years. Yes, right. So and if I if I get elected, um, I'd be the first Republican city clerk in 52 since Barb Meadows left in uh, this was June of. January of 1968 is when she left office. She was elected in 1963. So, um, so yeah, we've, we've had some conversation about that too, but um, that's a little bit of history for you, yep. but no, I've, I've talked with Rick at length and I said, I've talked to some of the judges and um attorneys and I don't, I don't think I'll have any problem working with the other offices. I'm, I am eager to, I want to do what's, best for the city and if they see things that could be improved, obviously I'm a fresh face, I'm I'm ready and willing to listen. So um I'm kinda I'm optimistic that it'll I'll have a good working relationship.
0: Okay, good, good. So moving on, we've talked a little bit about the role of the clerk and the duties with the council, but go a little bit more in detail to talk about The council packets being prepared and taking minutes and doing what you need to do. As the elected city clerk, if elected for the council and for the people that you and the council will be serving,
1: I think that question kind of answers itself. I have to pre- prepare the agendas and packets because so i want to I want to get those out timely yeah and and make sure that everybody gets them at the same time you and, and obviously taking the minutes um the uh, the way I understand it, the minutes are are uh, it doesn't seem like that. Um, the minutes are recorded from the live videos, and then they're dictated. So it's um, it's a it's a pretty streamlined process. Um, working with the the city council per se. I mean, um, you know, a lot of that depends on who gets elected as well. Sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're we're all running. And we're all working hard, and and I think it's I think it's going to be a pretty interesting. Election this year. Um,
0: <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, I mean, I can't. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic, and but sure. everybody is. Everybody's working hard. Yeah. And and this we're, you know, we are we're getting really close. We're 22 days in, out, and I know that this is kind of where everybody kind of kicks it in high gear. So, um, but no, I mean, like, obviously, uh, the the people I'm running with, we all have a good relationship, so I, I don't see there being an issue i want to do whatever i can to help the council members and um even on the democrat side the democrat uh, members that get elected sure if if they get elected you know i mean i I want to work with them i i might like i said before my backgrounds in social work i kind of feel like i have a little uh, bit of experience even working in in situations i don't know if you want to call it customer service but um just working with people with different opinions and backgrounds. And when I worked in healthcare, I mean, a lot of the um, – you have to deal with families that are going through a lot of, of emotional crisis. And, and they get upset, and sometimes they take things out on you, not necessarily because they're mad at you, but because they're dealing with a, a situation of a, a person that's ill or dying. Right. And so I'm pretty good at stepping back and saying, this has nothing to do with me. Sure. And not, you know, not reacting to that, I guess. So, like, I'm not exactly sure how to say it. I could develop a pretty good rapport with, with both the, sides. Uh, right. Absolutely. Anyway, I, I know, it, like, for, well, for, here's, you know, here's an example. Um, Linda Gregory, Dan Ridenauer, and uh, Terry Whit Bailey are all in my Noon Rotary group. Okay. So, um,. And, and the thing I love about Rotary is that when you walk in that door, it's not a us versus them. It's a we're here because we are all serving a common goal. Absolutely. So, um, you know, you can put those things aside. And I've seen that in that group. Um, even before Tom Bracken moved, I remember there was a meeting I think it was a a meeting. It was before the primary, and it was a it was really full. The room was really full. And Dan Rinaro and Tom Bracken were sitting at the same table. One one person between each of them. It's not adversarial. They were obviously running against each other, but um, I just think that in the the broad scheme of things, the people that are running want what's best for the community, and they can put aside um, their you know their campaign rivalries and and interact as individuals in in that setting. That's one of the things I love about rhetoric.
0: Okay, great. Um, And so moving on from there, something that has come about in the last couple weeks all over Facebook, it's been in the newspapers throughout the city, has been overages with the State Board of Accounts, not with the clerk's office, but with other elected officials or appointed officials within Muncie government. It is important to note, however, that the current city clerk's office has had no violations with the State Board of Accounts and that they are running smoothly as far as all that is concerned. However, the State Board of Accounts does currently, to my knowledge, audit the City Clerk's Office once a year. Do you think you're gonna have any issues with that? And could we talk about your thoughts on the State Board of Accounts and your office for a second?
1: No, I, I don't. I mean, I've got, I personally have some bookkeeping background working at the car lot. And I worked for an accounting firm. And when I worked for the IT company, I did collections. And um, so, I mean, all of the, the uh, invoices and the payments. So, I mean, but, and we have a, you know, an office of staff that are already trained. So it, Shouldn't I don't I don't see that as being an issue. I haven't actually been told that there's
0: a problem with the accounting. No, there there's there's not uh, in the clerk's office currently. It's important to note that there are no state board of accounts issues, violations or problems with the current city clerk's office. Okay, moving on. Before we get to our last question, I just want to ask you. We only have a few weeks left. If someone from the audience wants to get a hold of you, ask you questions, talk to you listen to your platform or talk about anything we've discussed here where can they find you on social media email do you have any events coming up where can you be found
1: well i have a facebook page is my most active page belinda munson for city clerk and then i have a website munson4muncy.com you can reach me through there And my email is electablendamunson at gmail.com. So, I mean, you can email me that way. I don't, I don't give out my personal phone number. I don't have an office phone or a separate, uh, campaign phone number. I just never set one up. Uh, I mean, our position. I think my opponent will probably agree we're we're kind of overlooked we don't get asked to debate we don't right. we don't uh, people don't come they don't ask us as many questions as they do say the the city council members and the mayor sure. so I didn't think I needed to set up a separate phone line yeah. for myself um, but those would be the best way to reach me and i i mean, i can i'm usually. Available if somebody actually wants to meet me in person, I'm more than happy to meet in a public place and talk they want to listen to some of my ideas or just just talk to me. Sure, Uh, in person. I mean, uh, you can read a lot of things, but it's different than that face-to-face interaction.
0: Absolutely. All right, and that brings us to the end. I will give you the final thoughts and just give you a chance to say any last comments or anything that you would like to say to the listeners who will be going to vote within the next few weeks during early voting or on Election Day, which is Tuesday, November 5th. Anything that you would like to say in closing?
1: Just by voters alone, there are more registered Democrats in the city than there are Republicans, so I have to work harder. That's why I'm out. That's why I go to meetings, as many as I can. Obviously, I have family um, that I have to help take care of, and and I can't be at everything, but uh, I try to get out in the public. I try to attend most of the events, and, um, and I am working really hard. And if I'll work just as hard, if elected, in the office,
0: Okay, well thank you very much Republican Muncie City Clerk Candidate Belinda Munson has been on the phone with us answering questions, and I want to thank you for coming on with us. Oh sure, thank you. And in the first half of the show, we talked to the Democrat incumbent City Clerk Melissa Paul. I want to thank both of these candidates for coming on and for talking with me this evening, and moreover, for answering questions for you all. This has been an exclusive look at these two candidates as they have not been on a stage at a forum in the same place answering questions at any of the candidate forums or debates throughout the city, during all of this election season. So please use this 48th episode of Perception is Reality as a way to compare and contrast these two candidates based off what they said here tonight. Please share this with all voters from the Muncie City area and for those of you not from the city of Muncie or from those of you outside of the state of Indiana this still offered insight to you on questions that you might ask your candidates or things that you might want to hear and you can decide who said what best and who you would pick And it can help you decide how to talk with candidates that you might be trying to decide if you want to vote for in your area. You've been listening to a special edition of Perception Is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. This is the 48th episode of the audio podcast. I'm calling it Candidate Interviews with Muncie City Clerk Candidates. And again, I want to thank... Democrat incumbent Melissa Peckinpah and Republican challenger Belinda Munson. I want to thank all of you that are listening to this on your favorite podcast hosting site or at the home link of perception.fireside.fm. Don't forget to share this with everyone that you know, your friends, your family, your co-workers, your neighbors, and even people you don't. If you live in the city of Muncie and you vote in the city of Muncie, please share this on your social media so that everyone else that votes in the city of Muncie can get a chance to hear this. This one might be even a little bit more important than the Democrat Republican and Libertarian candidate interviews I did with the mayoral candidates because everyone has heard from all the mayoral candidates. But this is really the first comprehensive, exclusive, only hearing it here, back and forth, questions and answers between these two candidates before you will go vote. So please share this. You can find us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, CastBox, and so many, many more podcast hosting sites. But we will always be at the home station of perception.fireside.fm. You've been listening to this 48th episode of Perception Is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. We'll be right back. This has been Perception Is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.